this is a subject that I I was trying to remember this morning with my family if I had covered it before. It's one of, one of my favorite subjects uh, to study in the Bible, but several times in the Bible God compares us to, to eagles. And He talks about not only the way He cares for us, but how He expects us to act like uh, some of their attributes. And, and so I know I've touched on this a little bit, and I've got a big file at home uh, from studying with eagles. So I want to get back into this because I think there's something here that God would like us to see. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. It says, Even youth grow tired and weary. Young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Another translation, but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. God wants us to have wings like an eagle. And that means something. Um, God doesn't just say this where he wants us to have wings like an eagle. But then he also says, Deuteronomy 32, 11 and 12, Like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spread its wings to catch them and carry them aloft. The Lord alone has led you, and no foreign God was ever around. <clears throat> New American Standard, that verse, Like an eagle stirs up its nest that hovers over its young, he spreads his wings and catches them. He carries them on his pinions. The Lord alone has guided them. There was no foreign God with them. God, uh, several places, there's another place in Job where God compares He said, who was it that taught the eagle to go to the highest place and build her nest? And he's saying, all these things that are really peculiar to this bird, somehow is going to affect our life. And something we need to learn from that bird is really important. And and I want you to look, first of all, at the body of this bird. I mean, this does not look like a bird, does it? I mean, this eagle, if you've ever seen one, maybe you've seen one at a zoo, or maybe you've been fortunate enough to see some in the wild, because they're starting to see them out in the wild. And when you see it, boy, it's a different looking bird. All right? Most birds that we look at, in fact, you're kind of used to a bird having kind of a light body, a body that's built for flight, uh, a body that doesn't have a lot of weight to it. And there's only a few birds that uh, kind of go against that. One is a turkey, which we don't see them flying very often, do we? You know, they're kind of a big bird, and we that's why they're so easy to catch, and that's why we all were eating them on Thanksgiving, right? But an eagle just is not really, not really built for flapping wings. You know, it's a bird that, um, it's so muscular. It has a barrel chest to it. It's majestic. And it just has a body that is just different. And so one of the things that you'll read as you begin to study this bird is, it was not made to flap its wings. In fact, as you begin to study, if the bird does not learn how to stop flapping its wings, it won't survive. It's a very peculiar thing with this bird. And God has been speaking in my spirit this week that some of you have been flapping your wings trying to fly and God's called you to be an eagle. 
You know, the things in this world will press down on you. How many think I'm going to trip on this cord before it's over? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. If I do, it'll be very graceful. I'm sure. (laughs) I doubt it too. But this eagle, you know, you know, when we go through this world, God has made us to soar. God, God, we were, it was in us to soar through faith in Jesus Christ. God wants us to soar above every problem. God wants us to soar above every storm. God wants us to soar through every, every situation, circumstance, whatever's faced in front of us. God wants us to elevate and be seated in high places with Him. But this bird, it goes through such a process to learn to quit flapping its wings. And what's so amazing about this bird is, and I'll go through this process in a minute, and I'll go into a little more detail, but this bird is dropped repeatedly from like 8,000 feet above the earth, and it squeals and it screams and it hollers, and it just free falls to the earth. And it just keeps flapping those wings. On a free fall. Flaps its wings, flaps its wings, flaps its wings. And what ends up happening to this poor bird is, it just gets completely limp. It has no strength left in it. And it literally, if left alone, will die. Because it has no strength and it cannot support itself by flapping its wings. And what it's telling us, what God is telling this church is, you were not made to handle the problems that you're going to face in this earth. You, in your own strength, will not solve your problems. So, and so many of us are so independent. In fact, I think it's even an American um, tradition that I am strong. You know, I can handle everything that this life faces me, faces, everything I face in this life, I can handle in my own strength. I can handle in my own wisdom. I'm smart enough. I'm able to handle all of my problems and all of my shortcomings. You know, I'll turn over a new leaf and I'll change and I'll do it on my own. And there's this level of independence that's in us. And what God is saying is, I never called you to do it in your own strength. And sometimes we're just so worn out because we just keep flapping those wings And God did not make us to flap our wings. He made us to soar like an eagle. But then you say to yourself, how many have ever been just totally worn out? Like, man, I'm so tired financially. I'm so tired physically. I'm so tired with this thing that I'm trying to overcome in my life, this addiction. And we just keep flapping those wings and saying, man, I wish I could somehow survive. And we're trying to find strength. And the scripture says, but those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up on wings like eagles. They will run and they will not be weary. They will walk and they will not faint. Something that the eagle does allows them to gain strength that they didn't previously have. And so what God is trying to speak to us today, where do I find my strength when I am weak? Where do I find my strength when I'm at the end of myself? Where do I find my strength when I don't have the answer? 
Where do I find my strength? Because I don't know what to, if I can face tomorrow. You have ever had a situation? You said, I don't know if I can face tomorrow. And you're worn out. And you're weary. And you're looking everywhere for some kind of strength. And what God is saying is, if you hear me here, you will mount up on wings of eagles and your weariness will be turned to strength. Just like this eagle does it. So what we have to do, and I think I may have mentioned this process before, but it's worth reviewing again. How does this eagle become strong? Because this is what we're going to do. The first thing you have to figure out about this eagle is that this uh, mother abnormally cares about this little eagle. She is abnormal in her... In fact, uh, their lifelong mates, the mother and the father, are abnormally caring of this eagle. And why is that important? Because that's how we are. God loves us with an everlasting love. God loves us with a sacrificial love. God pours out everything to love us. And you say, well, everything in my life should be perfect because God loves me, right? Right. That's actually right. Everything is perfect. But your definition of perfect and that mother eagle's definition of perfect is totally different. And if you don't understand that, you'll doubt whether God even loves you. But this mother goes to great lengths. In fact, the first thing she does that is very peculiar is, unlike other birds that will, I mean, you've seen bird nests. I mean, you might walk out your door and it might be right over your door. Okay, it might be somewhere really common and maybe in a busy path. Well, this mother of this eagle, she literally goes in the middle of nowhere in the wilderness. And I mean, she will do it at the highest elevation. She will do it away from all harm. She'll literally build a shelter where that baby cannot be touched. And she won't just do it for a moment. She'll get limbs that are four inches in diameter. And she will build a frame structure with those big giant limbs. And she'll build that structure eight to ten feet wide and about two to three feet deep. I want you to think how big this nest is. And then as she builds this giant nest, I mean, think about all the work that this mother puts in compared to the other species of birds. I mean, she you might be 8,000 feet in elevation, the middle of nowhere, and nothing can touch you, nothing can bother you, you're safe from all harm. How much does this mother love this baby? And God's saying, in fact, it's exactly what he says. He says, like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young and spreads its wings to capture them and carry them aloft, the Lord alone has led you. He's saying, I love you that much. I put you in a place where nothing can harm you. And he said, well, wait a minute. I believe that God loves me that much, but why in my life am I struggling with so much harm? Have you ever thought about that? Why? I don't understand why, God. Why do you allow this to happen? Why has this happened? If you understand the eagle, you'll begin to understand. This child, up until the first six, seven, eight months, is sheltered like crazy. I mean, nothing is sheltered more than this little baby eagle. And then something begins to change. 
And one thing that doesn't change that you have to understand today, forget about the eagle. It's not about the eagle. It's about you. Okay? Something changes, and what did not change was her love for that child. That love for that baby did not change. But the nest totally changes. The nest completely changes. Previously, when that little baby was in there and being nurtured, do you know the trust that that bird built for that mother and that father? Completely protected, completely kept from all harm. Every meal that that baby got was from mom. Mom would feed it. Mom would protect it. Mom would actually line that entire nest, 8 to 10 feet, with her own, pluck her own downy feathers and soften up the nest. The nest was so soft, so wonderful. Oh, man. Mom brings food every day. Some of you are like that. You're sitting in front of your PlayStation. Oh, don't go there, brother. Don't go there. Mom, give me some more food. Oh, man, the nest feels so good and so perfect. I'm not preaching to my kids. But the nest is so soft and feels so good. And, man, the PlayStation's there. Everything's perfect. I don't even want to leave here, man. God, this is how life was supposed to be for me as a Christian. And we all wonder to ourselves, why doesn't God just leave us there? But then she comes in one day, and, and actually, you know, that nest even has rabbit fur in it. I mean, she's killing rabbits and eating the rabbits and taking the fur and lining it with rabbit fur. I mean, this is a luxurious nest, okay? But then she comes in, and here's where some of you might be right now. She comes in and ransacks the whole place. She begins to uh, remove everything that's comfortable. This is called stirring the nest. And this is why God said, like an eagle that stirs up the nest and hovers over his over its young. The nest is stirred for a purpose. Because that bird will not survive unless mom takes away the comfort of the nest. So at a certain age, at exactly the right time, mother will remove the fur, she'll remove the feathers, she'll remove everything, and what will be left is a bunch of sticks that are really rough. And, and if that bird, for some reason, decides to rest and lay down, it's going to get lacerations on its body. It's going to get cut up. That bird is required to learn how to stand on its own. That bird has talons. And those talons are what allows that bird to eat. And that bird can't eat unless it has strong talons. It won't survive in the wild at all. It won't be, listen to this, what God called it to be. Unless it learns to get strength in its hands. So that mother, because she hates that eagle... How many think that God hates you sometimes? God's got to make you strong. God's got to teach you strength. Well, how in the world can God teach you strength when you're still playing PlayStation and mom's still feeding you every day and you're like 34 years old? As parents, we understand this, but sometimes in life when God is our father and he's trying to teach us how to be strong, sometimes we don't get it. And so here he is. I know I'm preaching a lot to teenagers today. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry to hurt you so bad today, but it's good for you. 
<laughs> so anyway, he's got to learn how to have strength. So he begins to get stronger and stronger, and you see those big muscly birds, and he starts to be very strong. But I'm going to tell you something, an eagle was born to soar. So in order for you to reach what God has called you to reach, this is the, this is the center of what I want you to hear today. This is the part that God was speaking to me this week about. That mother will come in there and she will literally knock him out of the nest. She'll come in and she'll push him to the edge, push him to the edge, push him to the edge. Off you go. Now I want you to think how scary this is. 8,000 feet into the air. She's at the highest elevation of almost any animal you'll ever see. She's up where airplanes are. And she drops a free fall on this baby because she hates it. She hates that baby. But see, that's what some of us think, right? We think that God hates us. Can I tell you something? The same sun that melts wax hardens clay. There are things in life that can destroy you if you don't trust your Lord. But if you trust your Lord, you're going to soar. The same things that destroy one person will make another person mighty. And But we have to trust our Lord. That eagle in that hour must trust his mother. And I will bet you anything on that first fall, there's no trust. And maybe the first time that you were on the free fall, there was no trust. Do you know that it says in that scripture that the mother hovers over and watches? But I want you to think about this mentality. Because some of you were thrown out of the nest. And this bird, they've documented, they've watched these things fall. And this bird just shrieks, cries, and as loud as it can possibly be. I'm dying, I'm dying. He's not saying it, okay? I'm not talking about animated Disney eagles, all right? But if he could talk, he'd be saying, you're killing me. I'm dying here. Why are you doing this to me? Why do you hate me so much, God? Why do you hate me? And I've been there. I may have done that before. Why do you hate me, God? And the thing that was supposed to make you strong sometimes destroys you. Sometimes we'll turn to Drugs. Sometimes we'll turn to alcohol. Sometimes we'll turn to behaviorisms. Sometimes we'll not understand what God is trying to do. He's trying to make us strong. And this mother lets this bird fall. And I want you to think about the first time it happens. I mean, just think about that mindset. That bird almost always fails. It falls the full 8,000 feet. This bird is not spared halfway through the fall. Not spared a quarter of the way through the fall. It's allowed to completely free fall. And then at the very bottom, the mother is not there. Dad is there. The male eagle, the mother knocks him out. The male eagle swoops him up on his wings. He said, you will mount up on wings of eagles. The dad 
picks the baby up, puts it back in the nest. Can I tell you something? Something changes in this bird as it continues to do this. When the bird first does it, it's a wing flapper. Okay, it flaps the wings, flaps the wings, flaps the wings. Somewhere along the travel of 8,000 miles, it just is exhausted. It's totally exhausted. It has no ability. Um, it's so fatigued, literally, it's limp. It can't even move its arms anymore. It's, its wings flap so much. And I'm telling you today, some of you, that's why you turn to alcohol. That's why you turn to drugs. That's why you turn to certain behavioral coping mechanisms because you're flapping your wings. You're trying to understand the world that's around you with your own intellect. You're trying to figure out God and not even trying to figure out who God really is. This child has to understand that God loves me. This child has to understand that God cares for me. God nurtures me. God has put me in the finest nest that you could possibly be in. Nurtured from all harm, cares about that baby more than any other thing in the world. I mean, what kind of love is that, that the mother knocks it out and the dad is picking it up? What kind of communication in nature happens like that? I mean, this is a very loved animal. And so the first time it happens, it goes back in the nest and that bird's like, man, that was hard. I hate you, God. Why do you like this to me? Why do you treat me like this, God? And we do that, don't we? We don't understand who he is or what he's about or what he's doing. We don't take the time to realize what a great God we have. And so you know what happens the next day? He's like, I I better let him stay in the nest for a while. Let's soften it back up. Let's put a PlayStation back in there. No. The next day, it's like Groundhog Day. The same thing happens every single day. If you're not going to trust God in your life, you're going to continually be in a free fall. You're not going to understand the world around you. You're not going to understand the world you live in. You're not going to understand the purpose for your life. You're not going to understand anything about the world around you if you don't trust God. Because what God is going to do, because He loves you to the very last day, He says, as long as you have breath in your body, there is hope. And to the very last day, God has a purpose for your life to make you strong and not weak. To build you up and not break you down. And as long as you listen to the enemy and won't trust God, you'll never understand this world. Because the next day, the mother is going to knock the eagle back out of the nest again. The bird is going to free fall. The bird's going to flap its wings. The bird's going to get completely worn out. And the bird's going to fall to the ground. And this is going to happen over and over and over. And let me tell you something. It's not any different than the three or four times you go to the gym and work out. That's all it is. It's God's workout plan for that bird. That bird's got a barrel chest. And you know, you don't get a barrel chest unless you've been in the gym or you've been doing some kind of uh, working with something heavy. And God has just done the greatest thing for that bird. That bird is fulfilling his call in life. And one day, one day, here's what's going to happen. That bird is going to learn that he's an eagle. That bird is going to learn, let me show you something, hard to do with the cord. That bird one day is just going to open up its arms. And he's 
going to begin to sense wind currents. And that's what they do. They'll sense it for the first time. They'll hit it, and guess what will happen? They'll fall right to the ground. What? They have to have an understanding of the wind. You know that a eagle, one of the distinctive factors is they're extremely patient. They wait. Those that wait upon the Lord, He will renew their strength. An eagle will actually watch a rabbit go into a hole. That rabbit will sit in that hole for hours. And that eagle will just sit. He'll wait. He'll wait. He won't move. You've seen him up there. Majestic, beautiful animal. They just sit there and they wait. They've got vision that's incredible. I mean, I know fishermen locally here that will put a fish on a rock, wait a few minutes, and the eagle will go pick it up. Their, their eyes are that good. But their patience is incredible. They will sit and they'll wait and they'll wait and they'll wait. The minute that rabbit comes back out of the hole, scoops him right up and takes off with him. And what they will do is, an eagle will be so patient that they'll wait for the wind current. They'll wait for the right wind. They won't get bent out of shape. They won't be caught up in the moment. They'll wait upon the Lord. He will renew their strength. So what they're learning is, learning first of all, i got to trust God in a free fall. i got to trust my God cares for me when it looks like all is lost. When it looks like I'm about to hit the ground and smash, I've got to trust God. And then I've got to learn to recognize wind currents. You know what the Bible says? The Holy Spirit is wind. And that eagle begins to understand that it's not in the flapping of the wings. It's not in the flapping of the wings. If I flap my wings, I'm going to be exhausted. If I flap my wings, if my father wasn't there to pick me up on his wings, I would die. And so some of you are like, man, how do I overcome addiction or sin? And you're like, man, I could do it on my own. I could do it on my own. How many have ever been there? I could do it on my own. I could do it on my own. I failed again. And you're just exhausted. And you're like, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God. I'm not good enough. I'm not what you expected. He's like, dude, you're riding on my wing. He picked you up. He picked you up. He put you back in the nest. He loved you the rest of the night. And he said, let's fly tomorrow. Do you realize that God loves you that much that you don't have to flap your wings because you failed God? The plan is you can't fail. The plan is I trust God. I will do my very best to overcome every sin in my life. I have a seriousness about sin. But if I fail, he picks me right back up. And says, let's fly tomorrow. Let's fly tomorrow. Why are you flapping your wings so much? Why are you so down on yourself for something you cannot do? You say, well, I could do it. Then do it. Okay, but if you can't do it, He loves you. His grace will pick you up. Do you realize that I can't even preach this morning if it weren't for His wing that picked me up and put me back in the nest this morning? Do you realize that I can't worship at church unless the grace of God 
picks me up every day, puts me back in there and lets me fly again. And then he's like, well, let's mature. You know, don't worry about being down. Don't worry about being beating yourself up. Don't do all that. Ride on my wing until you can overcome it. Because you will. You're going to soar over it one day. You're going to soar above it one day. But here, ride on my wing. God just carries us around. You ever had a dad carry you around on their shoulders? And you're just like, oh, I'm so big. Man, I'm a giant. And that's what God does. He loves you so much. Just imagine that little eagle riding back up to the nest every day. He might get to the point where he's like, man, free fall is not so bad. And he begins to learn. He begins to realize that God's got my back on this thing, you know. And then there comes a day when he starts to mature. And he starts to feel the current. He's like, man, I'm starting to really move in the Holy Spirit now. God's really starting to mature my life. Now, not only am I constantly exhausted and worried about my sin and worried about all the things I've done wrong and worried about all the things I can't do, now it's like the love of God is just filling me up. And now I'm like pouring it out to other people. And I'm starting to mature and I'm starting to forget that I've got a million problems. And I'm starting to walk to work and I'm starting to feel a little current. I'm starting to spread my arms out and say, God, an eagle. I'm starting to fly a little bit. How many have ever felt that? I'm walking to work and I'm not worried about my sins. I'm not worried about my failures. I'm not worried about being condemned. And all of a sudden, I flew a little bit today. I'm not the pessimist I was before. Now I'm thinking about other people now. Now I'm starting to pour myself out to other people. Now I'm not so condemned in my heart because I realize the grace of God is carrying me. And you feel a little current. And then you get a little better and you start to soar a little bit. And you get to be a little bit more mature and you start to move in God a little bit. You start to love people who hate you. You start to forgive people who hurt you. You start to do things you never thought you could do because you're starting to soar a little bit. And then there comes a day, there comes a day when you start to learn how to go higher. Something inside of you begins to change and man, your eyes suddenly are thinking about, man, how did my mom and how did my dad reach those heights? How were they able to fly I'm a heavy bird. I'm a, I'm a heavy bird. Don't laugh. I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. Don't laugh. It really is humiliating for me. But this bird is like, I'm a heavy muscular bird. How is mom and dad, how are they ascending to those heights? You know that God said that he would seat you in heavenly places in this world. He would put you so far above everything that no matter what hits you, Your mind is in heavenly places with God. It means this world is not going to get me down. In fact, there came a point in my life where I got so excited about heaven that I didn't really care what happened on earth to myself. You know, something really bad could happen, and I'm like, God, it won't be long. And I got so excited about heaven. You know, it used to be I would live on the earth. used to be a turkey. You know, that God took me from being a turkey. I'm still a turkey sometimes. Sometimes I think like a turkey. But some people want to be earthbound. They want to be like a turkey. You know what? Look at your neighbor and say, you are a turkey.
turkey. Oh, say don't no, so say don't be a turkey. All right, there we go. <laughs> but God wants to take us from being so earthly minded that we're depressed to saying, you know what? God wants to put hope in you. Hope in you. If all of my dreams, if all of my hopes were in this world, I would be depressed all the time. I would feel like I failed. I would feel like I didn't accomplish in my life what I wanted to accomplish. I'd feel like I'm way behind everybody else. But all that was taken away from me. All I care about now is I'm going to be with the Lord really soon. I'm going to make the most of this world because I'm seated in heavenly places. This world, the Bible says, is like a vapor. Have any of you noticed how fast this world goes? How fast I went from zero to 45 is so fast. And it's going to be even faster from 45 to whatever. But I'm ready to be with the Lord. I'm ready to be in His presence. I've learned to soar above this world. I've learned to soar above the problems. Learned to soar above the circumstances. You say, do you always? No, sometimes I find myself on His wing. Sometimes I feel Him carrying me. I say, you're all right. Plops me right back down and says, try it again. But you know what's really interesting about this eagle? Get this. You know, God made the Bible so easy to preach. These, these analogies like preach themselves. Listen to this. I'll read it. A very fascinating quality of eagles is they have two sets of eyes. I've never looked at one close enough to know this, but I pulled it up on the internet, and it says it's true. So it's got to be true. So don't quote me on this. But it says eagles have two sets of eyes. The first set is their natural eye, which they have when they are in resting mode. However, when they start to take flight and they hit the strong winds and begin to ascend, they have a second eye that comes in on them. The second eye enables them to fly on strong winds without damaging their original eye. Now you got to start getting a hold of this before I break the spiritual symbolism of this, all right? Start thinking about this. The second eye is also used when they're flying through actual storm clouds. The heavy winds from a storm cloud could easily damage their natural eyes, but the second eye gives them a protective covering that helps them navigate through heavy storm clouds. You were born with a set of eyes, but if you're an eagle... God hasn't called you to look at life through your natural eyes. God's called you to have another set of eyes. He said, don't be carnal. Don't be natural. Be supernatural. God wants us to begin to have a set of eyes. When the storm clouds begin to come, the birds, all of the other birds recognize storms coming. Okay, but all the other birds, they go and seek shelter on the close to the ground. An eagle, when it starts to feel that first drop of rain, will begin to ascend. It'll swirl right through the storm clouds, and it'll go right above them. 
In this life, you're going to have storms. You're going to have things that are happening in your life. You're going to have things um, that you're not going to understand. You're going to have things that are going to beat down on you and it's going to make you question the even existence of God. There's going to be things that you're going to have to deal with. You're going to approach. There's going to be hard times. There's going to be difficult times. And God's saying He wants us to be like an eagle. He said, don't look at it a natural eye like everybody else does. What God wants you to do is you begin to see the storm clouds gather. God said, you're going to begin to ascend. You're going to go so far above the storms in your life. And he said, I'm just going to close that natural eye because it'll be damaged. And I'm going to have you open spiritual eyes. And you're going to begin to see things you didn't see before. You're going to be, begin to behave like you've never behaved before. People are going to look at you and they're going to say, how in the world do they handle that storm the way they handle it? And they're going to look over and you're going to look majestic just like that eagle looks. And that's where God has called us to be. Shut the natural eyes. And let's begin to operate with the spiritual eyes. In fact, you know, faith is not believing things based on sight. Faith is believing things based on the original thing that that bird learned. I trust my mom and I trust my dad. And when you trust God, it doesn't matter what the storm looks like. It doesn't matter that I'm free falling. It doesn't matter that I'm about to hit the ground. It doesn't matter that my wings don't seem to be working right. Because my father is going to lift me up. He'll say, try it again. Try it again. Do you know that we don't even understand how to deal with life? We've got to learn how to deal with life through the Holy Spirit. Because our tendency is to deal with it with our intelligence. I could be so smart, I can deal with it. Well, why are all the smart people having so many problems then? I can deal with it with my money. Well, why do all the people with money have have trouble with the problems? Well, I can deal with it this way. I can deal with it that way. And God's saying, keep, keep flapping your wings and see what happens. Because I'm trying to teach you to deal with life in a whole different way. Well, I, want, I, I deal with it with my anger. Just read the Bible. God let them flap their wings that way for a long time, and then they realize that my anger, the anger of man, accomplishes nothing, the Bible says. He says, well, I deal with it this way. I deal with it that way. God's saying, just stop flapping your wings. Just begin to put your hands out. why this is happening, but I'm going to trust you. Be patient. Sit like that ego and just say, I don't understand it, but I'm just going to stand here and trust my Lord. And I'm just going to wait and He'll make me soar. He's going to make me soar to the highest heavens above all of this. And regardless of that, one of these days I'm going to be in His presence real soon. So whatever happens in this world, I'm above it. Praise the Lord. Stand to your feet this morning. Thank you. I appreciate uh, I appreciate Mother Eagle over there hovering over me and keeping a close eye on how much I close. You guys could lower the lights a little bit, Richard, please. Praise the Lord. I just want to ask you this morning, before we uh, open up the altars, if you've never, if everybody just close their eyes and bow their heads, 
If you've never given your heart to the Lord this morning, and man, you've listened to this message, and you can definitely—I can see myself in this message because I flapped my wings like that for years. I trusted myself, and myself failed me every time. Society failed me every time. All the ways of the world failed me every time. I came to the point where I just said, God, I'm going to trust you with my life to the day I die. I'm going to hold your hand. I'm never going to let go. If you've never done that,